Welcome to this edition of Ad Skills Pro. I'm pretty excited. For those visual people who are watching on YouTube, new logo, very excited, new background for Ad Skills Pro, this podcast. And of course, this podcast is not about the visual, it's about talking to media buyers learning about their triumphs, the tragedies, the gains, the losses, the whole epic journey that is media buying from literally people all over the world. And all over the world is particularly relevant today because I've got the pleasure of speaking with Cone DeWitt and he is based out of Thailand, one of, as I was just saying before we started recording, one of my favourite parts of the world. Cohen, welcome to AdSkills Pro. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Yeah, thank you, Ed. It's, uh, it's very nice to be here. I'm pretty excited about this. <laughs> it's great. Hey, listen, Cohen. the first question I always ask here, because it's always so fascinating, mm. nobody was in school thinking and dreaming of being a media buyer because it literally, when you and I were at school, it didn't exist as an occupation. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and sort of your journey before you became a media buyer? Yeah, I have a sales and marketing background. So basically that's what I got school. That's what I got my degree in. But I, yep. as you can see uh, at the Santa Claus beer, uh, which is a, a COVID lockdown yes, uh, kind of yep. It kind of grew on me, so I'm keeping it. Um, so way at that time when we got our pretty good sales and marketing training, it was all about conventional, like uh, yes. magazines, radio, TV, and whatnot. So but I'm, a, I'm an old school marketing guy, and I've always been in sales and marketing. And then eventually I ended up having my own brick and mortar businesses for a couple of years mm -hmm. uh, since the early 2000s. And I've always done my own marketing and uh, that involved and also all the digital sites like setting up my websites uh, doing my online advertising and so on so I, I kind of evolved uh, a little bit as that was kind of growing but if you're running your own brick and mortar businesses it is not something that you can actually specialize specialize in because I had to hire people I had to fire people I had to mm. uh, run the business making sure there was this and that so the whole marketing thing was just a small part of it yeah and obviously with hindsight I should have like spent a lot more time in diving really very deep because I was there when everything started, like when Facebook mm. started, when Google that time, when they were still called AdWords, when they yes. started growing. But it was just not the time just to go in really very deep. And that, that came a couple of years later. And what um, made the, so the transition for you, you were doing bricks and mortar, you were doing a traditional sale, good old traditional sales and marketing. What was the, I suppose, the thing that pushed you over the edge to focus on media buying? Well, at some point, you know, like things in, in life change uh, and you start to have like kind of different uh, priorities. And then when the opportunity was there to actually either step out or closing down the businesses, I, I more or less moved away into a different direction. But then I had obviously all this background. So then I had a couple of friends asking me like, hey, Cohen, I know you can do this. Can you help me with this? And can you can you have a look at this website? And I'm trying to run some, some Google ads or I'm doing a Facebook campaign or at that time when Facebook ads came up, like, can you have a look? So then I started helping out people like, as a favor. And then yep. before you know it, like that ball starts rolling and I'm in several different niches. 
where I have to like, because I have that background, it's easier to, to understand and start looking because mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff is very similar. There's a difference niche per niche, but then, okay, that, I mean, that works there. So is that going to work there? Okay, so let me have a look. And then because I, don't, I didn't really have to start from the beginning, so you have that level already, so then it's much easier to jump in. And, and, and all of a sudden, I was like doing all sorts of stuff in like different niches, like finding things out, finding, figuring stuff out by myself, uh, adding on top of what I know already. And then it just evolved from there. And I thought, like, it- hey, hang on a minute. Maybe I can do this full time for other people also, not only friends. Right. And was there, was there something from your traditional sales and marketing training? Is there something in particular that was a real positive for you that you use even today? Is there something that you learned or something that in your traditional, when doing your traditional advising that has, that has helped you as a, as a modern media buyer now? I think understand the psychological effect of what drives people uh, because with digital marketing it's with so many resources out there and and even a lot of very cheap uh, courses and even free stuff on youtube like technically somebody can start tomorrow or today and have an ad up and running in the afternoon but that doesn't make them very successful because you have to have that marketing background also understanding like the psychologies like what drives people and that's something i've learned just by talking to people in the beginning like when people walked in the business side and that's the main thing that i've put forward and i've been able to build upon uh, also yep. over the years like really understanding okay what actually motivates people because like setting up a website and a landing page and throwing an ad out, everybody can do, but there's a little bit more involved than just only yeah. that. Makes total sense. Hey, where did you come across ad skills? If you start diving deeper and deeper and deeper into this, eventually you're going to come across certain things. And I think I heard the first time about Justin through the retargeting recipes that... Ah, uh, yes, that yep. Did. Because at some point you start to realize that when I go back to my story, like figuring out stuff is not enough anymore. You realize, okay, you need to have more training. You need to have more and better mentors, especially if, you, if you're not running favors for people, but you're actually charging uh, them and they pay you for the skills that you have. Then we have, the, we have to have the ability or we need to be able to deliver on that. And you just need to make sure that you have the solid background. And we can only do that by improving and learning more. And, and, and that's how you end up like finding out about ad skills, like reading the book. Uh, I was in a couple of other paid communities already, but ad skills by far is standing head and shoulders above everybody else. And that book is really very good. Is retargeting something that you do, Cohen? Is that uh, is for your clients? Is that something that, as a technique, you're you're using? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, that is. Um, I just came off a couple of calls this morning. Also, I'm just astonished that a lot of people that are running Facebook ads they they don't even retarget, not even like a little bit or basic. Then I go like, you know, this is where this is where the money is, you know, and this is where you're going to get the most and the best results is out of your retargeting campaigns. And a lot of people don't seem to be paying a lot of attention to that, which is like yes. amazing, to be honest. Yeah. And hey, thank goodness, because it does make our lives easier as uh, agency owners and media buyers if we can present something as foundational as retargeting. And by the way, if you haven't ha- 
got a copy of retargeting recipes have a look in the show notes we'll put a link in there because it's i think it's free plus shipping but it's one of my it's a, such a cool little book in terms of some of yes. the uh the, the retargeting techniques that are that are in there um so just yeah grab a hold of that it's it's really good let me ask you is there a particular type of client that you working with like do you have a, a focus for your media buying at the moment who do you like to work with I've gone into the direction of uh, everything that has to do with health and wellness. I used to run a lot of campaigns for uh, for gyms uh, until like uh, yeah the first quarter of this year, and then uh, uh, fun- funnily enough, gyms have had a bit of a challenge this year. Yeah, something small uh, arrived all of a sudden, so mm. then all of a sudden I had to rethink and I had to pivot really very quickly because in a in the space of about less than two weeks, like all of a sudden. The business more or less vanished. I mean, the knowledge yes. was still there, but I go like, okay, so, yep. and I'm still in the health and wellness, uh, but mm. now I'm always also doing uh, ecom. I mean, gyms is more or less done, so I'm not mm. really uh, going back to that. So doing a lot of ecom stuff for supplement companies, uh, mm-hmm. coaches also, some personal trainers, some mindset coaches. Yep. Uh, helping them launching their courses. So that's a little bit where I'm focusing at. I'm not doing yeah. anything like fashion or clothing or that kind of stuff that's not really where my forte i don't know if, if people are looking at uh, you and i visually today <laughs> if we're, if we're you know, you're talking about two fashion forward individuals you know I think absolutely you be, yes I, I think you might be uh selling yourself slightly short there cohen uh, you know, <laughs> thank you um, in doing that but here's a, here's an interesting question Gyms and health and wellness can be a tricky niche to advertise in, right? There's a, it triggers things in even gyms. Uh, I notice health supplements in particular, right? Hey, they want your advertise. They love you to advertise these services on in Google and in Facebook and all the various networks. However, there are a lot of issues with that. What are some of the things that you see people do? which are just big mistakes, in, like in health and wellness? Obviously, with the policies of Facebook, that ever-changing, like, monster, you have to, like, really be very careful uh, how you uh, present your, uh, your ad copy, how you present your ads, even how you do your uh, landing pages. Mm. Uh, obviously, by doing this almost on a daily basis, you start to learn certain things that, that you can do and that you cannot do. One of the things, uh, there are a couple of tools out there uh, mm-hmm. that actually help you to look at how is your text, is it uh, positive or not? Um, mm-hmm. So that helps with the CPM. So make sure that the overall text of your, of your ad copy is positive. Even, oh, that's interesting. Um, what, what was the name of that tool? That is a tool, God, who's came out with it. I think that came, that came through some ovens. I have that saved on my browser uh, here. Oh, you can cool. I might get a, I might, if I can, if I can trouble you, Karen, can you uh, slack me in the AdSkills Pro League, which is the yes, place where all the cool kids hang out, yeah, and exactly. I'll put that in the show notes. So if you're interested in that, because that's a big thing, right, being positive in copy as opposed to being in negative in copy, that's, that sounds cool. You mentioned another thing that you do. What was the, what was the second thing? The pictures, you can do the same thing. So the AI now can also even look at the, at the pictures and it will, it will tell you, okay, this is a smiley face. So yeah. like pictures of 
uh, people smiling, uh, pictures of where there is sky uh, behind, uh, for example. Those are all very favorable. Those are like, like technical things in the back end that you have to be very careful. That is it's just to keep your uh, CPM yeah. slow because you're, you're in a very competitive niche there. Yeah. And if you're not very careful, then all of a sudden you can have your CPMs like shooting up uh, like really very high. And mm. all these little tricks and techniques that you can do with like having positive ad copy, making sure that your picture is being seen favorable by the Facebook algorithm, uh, mm. those help uh, to get a CPM down because Facebook is everything about user experience. That's when that needs to be positive. That's where you come into all the physical and personal attributes that you have to be really very careful because yeah. this is where, where people actually have most problems in their ad account and then always when i start something new i always just start with one one mm -hmm. photo one copy uh, and then just see if that goes to the review process not just like launch like a bunch of campaigns and then duplicate all your ads and all of a sudden you have four or five campaigns going out with like 15, 20, uh, 20 mm -hmm. ads. And then all of a sudden, it's just like everything blows up and your ad account might get disabled. You might actually maybe even lose your whole business manager and so on. So it's much better not take that risk. If you're doing something new, you start with something new, just one ad set, one picture, one copy and see that, okay, uh, is this going through? Okay, this is going through. And then you can, you know, that's going to work and you can, uh, duplicate that and maybe put another uh, creative uh, in there to see if that picture or video is being... Uh, it's such an important thing. You know, Justin and I, we decided to do something really interesting in uh, Pro League last month. And we, we got a bunch of mentoring students. Some of them have got a lot of Google experience. Some have not got a lot of Google experience. And Justin took them through how he would start up an account. And it was exactly like that. Right, it was one keyword phrase, one ad. Well, as two or three very, very like a simple, like so. There's a simple split test, and there's a actually writing the landing page as well, right? Because that's part of the formula. You can't, you know, you can't do because if Facebook or Google or YouTube or the ad network of your choice is utilizing that then you've got to understand what's going on there. And so if you do everything from A to Z, it helps a hell of a lot. Hey, uh, Cohen, have you got a, 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 we love to talk case studies, client case studies on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Have you got a particular case study for a client that helps illustrate some of this stuff? Yes, I do. And uh, because it was so extreme in the sense of like, very, very, very new, everything new, 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 new. Mm. Uh, so nothing really to go from. This is a really very good example to explain. This was yep. um, this is a, a quite a big player in the European supplement market, mainly what they call the DAC region, which is uh, Germany, Austria, uh, and Switzerland, ah. where they, uh, they do millions of euros in, in turnover and they have a really very good, uh, it's a big company. They have like yeah. over 300 employees. They have a their own like complete marketing uh, department and mm. the CEO wanted to get a share of the several billion dollar US supplement market. Uh, so he had his, his big marketing uh, department having a go uh, at it and they're not getting, they were not getting any results. So uh, the CEO got a little bit like, okay, so 
these guys are they are just trying what is working in Europe and trying to bring to the, to that to the states but obviously because of cultural difference and mm. no brand name recognition and whatnot that doesn't really work so we started to look for other solutions and then uh, through a referral he came to me because I'm also a funnel builder not just a media buyer and he said uh. okay uh, he jumped on a call and he said like what do you think we should do and I did some background research before we went to the call and I said, okay, what we're going to have to do is like, forget about your shopware uh, platform, which is same as Shopify, but shopware is for the, uh, very yeah. big in Europe. Uh, and I said like, we, we're going to build, we're just going to build funnels. We're just going to give me like your top two, three best products that are working in Europe. Let me have a look at it and let's build some funnels around this. And then we had brand new ad account brand new business manager, yeah. uh, nothing really, no, the, the pixel that they, because no the, training, uh, no. no, that was like, it was like really very hard. The pixel didn't really get any conversion. So it was very hard to get any sort of lookalike audiences and even retargeting uh, going. So I told them like, look, this is going to be a process that's going to take at least eight to 12 weeks and it's going to be painful in the beginning because you're going to see your ad spend going out but you're going to see very little back because in the beginning mm. we're just gonna we're gonna buy data and we're just gonna go from there and then yeah. as we progressed i uh, have to uh, cheat a little bit and look at my uh, notes here so we dropped down the acquisition on the sales from about uh, what was that like? Anything between sixty to eighty dollars per sale uh, to below four bucks, and we did the free plus shipping. So the front end offer was a four point nine dollar offer, and in the beginning, when then you see sales coming out, and it's like, okay, cost per purchase like a hundred and twenty dollars. You go like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> row was minus God knows how many percent. Yeah, uh, but I knew it was going to happen. You need, you need yeah. to get there. And eventually yeah. we got there when we had enough sales and we could test more audiences. And I was given also more and more responsibility to, yeah. and they also listened to me because, okay, yeah. you only want to do Florida first. It's like, well, Florida alone is not enough. You need to have more space. So gradually build out and make that quicker. And once that was all running, then we started to get like sales for like less than $5. And then it's perfect yeah. because then you have almost a self-liquidating funnel at the front and offer. And then we had upsells and whatnot to increase the uh, average card value. So that's... Um, that's Cohen, really there's very there's well. a couple of interesting things that stand out in that case study. $4 acquisition in particular is, is something that stands out. But there are two things that I think are particularly interesting. The first one was you having the confidence to say we're not going to you want to break into this new market but we're not going to do it by moving your shop to your market we're going to do it by creating a funnel and taking two or three of your absolute top sellers was that a hard argument to get how did you sell how did you sell that to this it's a big firm right so they've been doing something in a very specific way how how were you able to sell that I actually didn't really have to sell anything because the CEO of that company approached me directly and because ah. he, he already knew what my marketing department is doing and what I'm paying them a lot of money for is just simply not working and yeah. they don't seem to be willing to listen. So on that <laughs> first chat, he said, okay, we are going to go rogue. And I go, okay. 
I said, like, I'm, I'm just going to use you and your agency and your skills, and you just tell me whatever you need. Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I didn't really go in there with, like, massive budget because you yeah. – if something this has to be – This is a referral, right? The, the, the way you got in contact with this was a referral from another client. This CEO had spoken to another client of yours or – Yes, a little bit. It came in through um, – because I'm a funnel builder also – Yes. So not only a media buyer. So I'm, I'm offering the whole package. Package. And actually, funnily enough, if people a- approach me for uh, media buying, uh, they say, ah, can you look at my other card? Can you look at my other card? And then the first yes. thing I say is, okay, show me your landing pages. And then it's like, what? Like, what yeah. a lot of people don't realize is like, if your foundations are leaking, you can pour in as much money in Facebook ads. But <laughs> if, if there are some issues in your funnel, then it's never going to uh, perform uh, properly how it is. Yeah. So um, that, that's always how I approach everything. Look at the funnel, look at the whole setup. And actually the media buying and the ads is just like, that's, that's how you drive the traffic in, into it. But you have to have that solid, that, that's, that stuff needs yeah. to work 100%. It needs to be conversion optimized. There should be a proper user experience. It should not be uh, confusing. The guys from AdSkill spend a lot of time on, on that also, like funnel, mm. funnel, funnel, landing page, landing page, landing page. Once that is dialed in, then you can start looking at how the media buying. So in this particular case, it, it was not really a hard sell. It was just okay. like yeah. using my experience, the guy came in, we're going to do something completely different. Okay, we're, because they have, they have more than 300 products that they offer in, in Europe, and they even have their, they have their uh, shopware set up for the, for the U.S. also. They have over 100 products in there also. And it's like, no, no, we have to yeah. like really focus on just a couple, see how that goes, and from there, you're going to start to grow. Like build up yeah. your audience, see what it's going, because there's so many different aspects in these different supplements, different, different avatars, like that person might be triggered by it. And even within one product, you, you, can, you can have two, three different, uh, different angles. So step by step and then a scale and yeah. grow from there. Yeah. Hey, Cohen, the other thing that struck me as interesting, and I think this is a challenge a lot of media buyers have, is the having a client be able to hold and hold the line. You know, you said, I think you said you started at about 120 cost of acquisition before you got down to the very exciting $4 of acquisition. If you were talking to another media buyer, what's the tip that you would give them to help manage client expectation through that dialing in period? Because this, this one had to have a dialing in period because it was so fresh. Tell, what would you advise? Just be straight up from the get-go. I mean, I'm having this conversation. That's not even an onboarding call. That was just a free strategy call. Yes. And then I, I, I put the expectations out there right from the beginning. I mean, at that point, when people book on your calendar, they have an interest in you. They, they normally have done their due diligence. They know who you are. So then it should all, I, I'm, I try, I'm actually not really selling my services on a call. I'm just explaining uh, them. I'm looking at what they have running now. And I, I already tried to get some value straight there on the, on the first call, just to help to build up the authority. And like, you know, I really know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then that comes by itself. 
uh, then people start to trust you. They start to understand, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, and then it's also much easier to have that uh, discussion. And all the contracts I, I close with people is three months. They have to sign up for, and it's three months of um, ad buying or funnel optimization or ad uh, optimization. So it's usually about uh, three to four weeks, like uh, setting up the funnel, like building it out, testing it, making sure uh, everything's going. Also, I need time to do my research, uh, look at like, what, what others are doing, look what is working, look what is not working, uh, and then uh, take it from there. So they're, they're in for about four months. The first month, nothing really happens. It's building up the, the funnel and the concept, making sure everything uh, is there. And then three months, uh, and they have to commit to three months management fee, three months of ad spend. They also have to tell me this is the amount of money that I'm going to make available specifically to run uh, the campaigns. Because yep. if it's not enough, you also have to tell them that, look, if you're only going to willing to spend $5 per day, you're not going to get anywhere. It, it just doesn't work. Yes. So very important to make this client, uh, the expectations, make that very clear right from the get-go. It is much better to lose out and then you try to sell because then you're actually doing doing your own reputation yes then then because then if people there's already enough people around where they just sell 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 just to try to get the business and then it doesn't work i'm seeing that a little bit too often um, a lot of people then just like never come back to facebook ads they go like it's not working some people come, they like, oh, it's like, mm, maybe this was not the right guy. And then they end up with, with people like with me or anybody else that's in mm. our community uh, uh, there. So make it very clear from the beginning. You know, yeah, this is that's not brilliant. Like, you're not a magician. You know, this is not like, and it is going to take time. Mm. Uh, and when you're, when, you're, when you're willing to do it, you have to commit to it. So it means like three months. If people are not like, oh, then it's maybe better. Okay. Maybe you're not ready, so like, we're not taking the we're not taking the contract because I cannot guarantee you results after yeah. four. Cohen, I know it will come, but they take time. Yeah. No, that's sage, sage uh, pro league level advice there from Cohen. Hey, Cohen, if what's the and again we'll put this in the show notes for people. But what's the best way if somebody wants to reach out and have a have a chat to you? What's the what's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, I have two websites. Uh, one mm -hmm. is specifically for uh, funnel optimization and funnel building. The other one is a little bit more for uh, media buying in general. Mm -hmm. uh, but they can email me at uh, kdw yep. at dwtdigital.com. Fantastic. And we'll have that in the uh, show notes. So it doesn't matter whatever. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description below. And if you're in your podcast player of choice and you're walking the dogs or doing whatever you're doing when you're listening to the podcast, then that's what I'm doing. Uh, then you just swipe across in your player and you'll see the show notes there and you can click on the link and shoot off a quick message to uh, Cohen. Hey, Cohen, thank you so much for being a... Uh, that was really insightful. Uh, it's great to show that you can... Listen to that. German client wants to enter the uh, US market and you get to live in Thailand. And that's the beauty of the media buying business. It's very exciting how you can do that sort of stuff as well. So, mate, thank you very, very much. And uh, we'll, speak, we'll see you around in Pro League. 
Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Ed. Have a nice day. Nice talking no to you. No worries. You too.